Hey friend, and welcome to the Camera Brave Show. My name's Marissa, and I help people fearlessly create content and find their own beautiful voice. In this show, we talk all about strategy, mindset, and confidence, not to mention the power of storytelling through my personal favorite thing, video. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Camera Brave Show. My name is Marissa, and this is an exciting episode because today it is the 20th episode of The Camera Brave Show. This is a very exciting milestone for me, and in tone with hitting milestones and with seeing progress, today we are going to talk all about new beginnings. We're going to talk specifically about why these can be so hard and a couple of actual action steps that you can take today to work on that new beginning. Before I dive on in, if you would do me a super quick favor, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, would you please write a review if you are enjoying the Camera Brave show? Please tell me what you're enjoying, what your favorite episode was, any sort of feedback you have, I would truly and deeply appreciate. Since we're getting further along in the show, having these reviews that other people can look to really helps us reach more people and help more people feel encouraged when it comes to all things video, mindset, and confidence. So if you would take just a quick moment of your time to write a review, I would deeply appreciate you. Let's talk about new beginnings. First of all, let's talk about why starting something or a new beginning is so stinking hard. Here's what I think is the biggest hindrance that we have when we're starting something new. I think a lot of it goes down to the label that we've associated with whatever it is that we're trying to get into and the label that we've associated with ourselves, whether it's something that we've identified with as a long time or that other people have identified us as like the XYZ person versus the new label that we're trying to become and how we've categorized that in our own minds. Let's break that down. First of all, we label things based on our own perspective, our own lives, whatever we're seeing daily. That's how we've labeled certain things in our lives. And we may have categorized things that we did not realize that we put into that specific category. Let me give you an example. When I first decided to be a coach, I could not call myself a coach because in my mind, I had associated the term coach with an athletic coach. So my boyfriend, Ty, we've been together for approximately a million years. He's a swim coach and his dad was a swim coach for approximately a million years. So in my mind, for the last seven years that we've been together, I've associated coach with a swim coach that stands on a pool deck with a big giant sun hat and who designs workouts and who works with athletes and goes to swim meets and plans scheduled events and has award ceremonies. That is what I had associated the term coach with. So when I started camera brave, I had a very tough time calling myself a coach because I had labeled that word with a very specific meaning that was 
very strictly on my perspective. I can't say that most people would have thought that when they thought of a coach, you may think of a fitness coach or an encouraging coach, or maybe you also think an athletic coach, but my perspective of who I was around and my circle led me to the label that coach was a very specific label of a swim coach. So that's the first part. What do you label that term of what you are trying to become as? What do you already identify that term with? What do you associate with it? Because the truth is that we can learn to reassociate things, but first we need to know what we associate with that term. The second part of this is understanding how we are labeled, whether it's something that you've labeled yourself as, or it's something that other people in your circle have labeled you as. And this is not a negative thing. When I'm talking about labels, I'm not talking about any sort of negative connotations with labeling or categorizing, but it's really just more the way that our brain works, that we group things into different bins and we systemize things and we associate certain words with certain meanings. So that is what I mean by discovering the label of what you're wanting to become and understanding the label that you currently are in, not in a bad way, but what are you currently known for? What are you currently labeled as? For example, before Camera Brave, when I was still in my college days, I became labeled as a videographer editor. That is what my peers came to know me as. That is what I would market myself as. That is what I would freelance as a videographer editor. So without really understanding it, I'd put myself into a box of a videographer editor. And that box consisted of things that were behind the camera. So being able to label ourselves is a positive. However, there are problems that come when we're putting ourselves into a box. So when I was labeling myself as a videographer and an editor, I didn't realize that I was boxing myself in to be like a techie person and that I was becoming categorized as crew. And there's a part of my life where I absolutely adored that. And I loved being a videographer and I loved editing. I loved doing projects. I loved being behind the scenes and I loved that space of my life for a certain time. However, when it came to wanting to evolve, it was tough to get out of that box. I didn't realize how comfortable and safe that area became for me and how breaking that and trying to do something else and become something else, how scary that would feel and how unequipped I would feel to try to get out of that box. And I think so much of that came down to when we're associating ourselves with something, we get the idea that that's what we're good at. And that's it. Like full stop. That's it. We forget that we can change and grow and become other things. And we instead focus on what we're good at. And in certain areas of our lives, that may be something that we're truly enjoying and that's life-giving to us. But let this episode be the reminder that you can reassociate yourself with a different skill at any point in your life. You can continue to learn, you can continue to grow, and you can create labels 
that can become associated with you and what you do. You do not have to write your labels in Sharpie. You can write them in pencil and you can change them and it can be more of a fluid dynamic. You could still start your own business. You could still go back to school. You could still be that wellness expert in your field. You can recreate and pivot at any time. The key to this is knowing how you are labeling things and being comfortable breaking those labels. Knowing what words you're associating with what and being comfortable enough in yourself to rewrite them. Knowing that you have the power to reestablish them, that you could still become an entrepreneur, that you could still freelance that hobby that you've always loved, that you could still design and build and create. The first step to this is identifying the term, what it is that you want to be. Is it a wellness coach? Is it a earring creator? Is it a web designer? What is that label of what you want to become and what do you associate with that label? Because for months when I started Camera Brave, I could not call myself a coach. I know that may sound ridiculous, but I had to relabel and redefine that word for myself. And I'm always into being authentic and genuine. And to me, calling myself a coach didn't fit. It wasn't authentic and it didn't feel right. I had to get into a space where I trained myself to redefine that word, to understand that there is a whole wide world of coaches. That coach does not mean someone on a pool deck that is coaching swimmers. Coach means a cheerleader, someone that can pull you forward, someone that can push you to do things that may make you a little bit uncomfortable, but that need to be done. Someone that wants to see you grow. That is what I now consider a coach. And it took months to get there, but know that you can redefine the labels that you are creating. If you have a calling or if you're feeling like it's time, to start something. If you're excited by the idea of a new beginning, do not get stuck in the trap of, I could never do that. I don't know enough to do that. I'm asking you to instead look at how you're identifying things and how you could identify them differently. I think one of the reasons new beginnings are so hard is because we're looking at this mountain of being a coach, starting a business, being a parent. And it's terrifying because we're not able to see just the first step in front of us. Instead, we're focusing on the mountain ahead of us. The problem with looking at the mountain ahead of you is that the only way to get there and to get up that mountain and to even get in the general area of it is to start taking steps. And while they may seem small and while that mountain may still seem huge, there is only one way to get there and to climb it and to conquer it. And it's that one step, that next step. And now I have some ideas for you on what those next steps could be. If we can finally get through the idea of the terror of a new beginning, then the next thing that will most definitely hold us up is not knowing where to start.
Here are two places that you can start with your new beginning with whatever it is that you're wanting to conquer. Once you're able to label it and understand what the term is for this new beginning and this new chapter, and then understand how you are already associating that and how you can reassociate and become that the next step find someone who is in that space and who is an excellent example in that field whether it's an industry leader or someone that you know that inspires you find someone who is in that space that you want to be in before i started the camera brave show i reached out to all of my friends that were podcast hosts my friends that had their own podcasts. And I asked them questions. I talked to them. I tried to understand exactly how they became podcast hosts and what tools they utilized. And even though I didn't feel equipped or ready, I started taking those steps. So the first thing that you can do to take that next step is to find people that are already doing the thing that you're wanting to do. People that are already advanced in what you are looking to conquer. And be careful that you're not comparing yourself to them here because that is not the point of this exercise. The point of this exercise is to feel encouraged. Do not underestimate the power of encouragement. Don't underestimate the power of a good coach, of a good peer, of a good mentor. And if you're trying to literally rewire your brain to associate a label with something completely different, if you're trying to open doors that you've never even known existed until recently, the best thing you can do is to expand that network that you have and get people in your circle that are already doing that thing that you're wanting to do. Because to you, it may still seem impossible, but to someone else, it's already happened. If you just have the idea for your wellness program, for example, find an experienced wellness coach because for you, it may still be an idea and it may still feel impossible, but for them, it's a business. It's a system. It's something that they've monetized and they've acquired the tools to make it happen. So get yourself as close to that person as possible. If they have a Facebook group, join it. Email list, get on it. They're hosting a workshop, get in that workshop. If they have a program, if they have a group or a monthly club, Get as close to that coach, that mentor as you can, because that is what's going to help you get out of this idea phase and into the actual concrete plan, what is happening phase. And this becomes more crucial the more abstract or uncomfortable the idea feels. I'm going to give you another example. This is the episode of examples. When I transitioned to on camera, and behind the camera. They still were studio-based, so it was less scary for me. But becoming a coach and teaching what I've learned felt like the biggest leap in the world. Even though it was still the same subject, it was a completely different label. It wasn't in the studio. It wasn't on set. It was teaching. It was Zoom calls. It was coaching. It was private Facebook groups. It was building a course. The scarier and further away that this new beginning may seem or feel for you, the more vital it is that you connect with a coach, with a mentor. Maybe it's someone whose podcast you already listened to. Maybe it's someone you follow on social media. Maybe it's someone whose YouTube videos you really like. Whoever is in that space of what you are looking to become, 
find them and get as close to them as possible. See what programs they offer, find them on social media, consume their content, drink it up and do not get caught in the trap of comparing. So the first tip I have, find that mentor, find that coach. The second tip I have is to get into a group of people in a similar situation as yourself. So if you're looking to build your business online, get into a group where there is a coach teaching fellow entrepreneurs how to build a business online. Get yourself around like-minded people, maybe people that are a few steps ahead of you, and maybe people that literally just came up with the idea yesterday. Get yourself into a group and allow yourself to be encouraged by knowing that you are not alone, by understanding that people are in a similar situation as you, even if they aren't in your life. Maybe you're the only entrepreneur in your daily life. Maybe none of the people in your friends or family group are entrepreneurs. You can still connect with other people that are going through similar struggles that you are and that are facing similar battles and that can give feedback and provide encouragement because following a coach is so crucial and helpful. However, the bigger that coach, the smaller you are, the bigger that gap is. So having people that can kind of fill in those gaps that may just be a step or two ahead of you, or maybe they're just getting started and they're just put their foot in the door and you feel like you can encourage them. Maybe they haven't even named their business yet. And you're like, you can do this. It's so important. I just named mine and started my Facebook group. And I know that you can do the same. There's power in that connection. And there's power in feeling like you're belonging and progressing with other people. There's the ability for growth, the ability for feedback within those groups. And they are so crucial when you're first getting started, when you're first getting into new beginnings. I want to end with a piece of encouragement. I first started this podcast with zero qualifications to be a podcast host. Nobody came up to me and told me that I should have my own podcast. Nobody told me I should start a podcast. I felt the need to create something, something outside of social media, something that I could call my own and grow and something that I could build from the ground up. That is what called me to create this podcast. And while I didn't feel qualified and while I didn't necessarily feel ready, I started. And now 20 episodes later, I'm so glad that I did because I'm proud of what I've created. I feel accomplished being able to say that I have created for 20 consecutive weeks an episode where I have shared ways that other entrepreneurs or people, even if they're not in business for themselves, how they can feel encouraged and how they can build their own confidence and how they can work on their own mindset around things. So if you feel like you're not ready, if you feel like you're not equipped, please, please, please know that you have the power to change. You have the power to grow. You have the power to reassociate things and to become things that you never even thought were possible. And please don't wait for someone to tell you that it's time. There's this saying that I've come across on, I think, Instagram. 
And it was this audio clip of someone saying, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming to tell you to get off the couch. Nobody's coming to tell you to turn off your TV and to tell you that it's time to start today. And while that may sound dark, it's true. Nobody's coming. You have to be the one to show up for yourself. You have to be the one to push yourself or be the one to find the coach that will push you. Be the one to join the group of people that will pull you forward collectively. Be there for yourself because in most cases, no one's going to come along and tell you, hey, you need to do this. And even if they do, are you really going to listen to them? Or do you need to feel it from within to know it's the right calling for you? Because maybe someone could have told me to start a podcast, but if I didn't feel it and if I didn't put in the legwork, like if someone just handed me a show and said, hey, this is the podcast and this is what you're going to do, I wouldn't feel nearly as invested in it as I do. I feel so invested in this because it's something that I built and something that I created for myself. So please feel encouraged in knowing that You are all that you need to change and that you can be the one to change you. Thank you so much for listening in with me today. If you enjoyed episode 20 and you want to share this encouragement to begin somewhere, then please share this with a friend. If you know someone that is stuck on the precipice of about to start something new, please share this with them. You can tag me on Instagram at camera brave. I'd be honored if you share it in your stories. I would love to know how this may have impacted you to work on your next new beginning. Because now that I'm 20 episodes in, I am so glad that I started. Thank you so much for listening with me today. You can find me over at Camera Brave on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next time on the Camera Brave Show.